0: We welcome you again and thank you also. First, for at least visiting us here at the Players in the Game of Life, and second, for your sharing with us your most valuable commodity, which is time. No matter your financial achievements, when we run out of time, no amount of money will buy us anymore. My name is Stan, and as a spokesperson for this podcast, my desire goal and purpose is not to get you to think or even believe as I believe. We just want you to think a couple of notches above mediocrity, so as to make better choices which connects to the place of desired intention, values, and belief, and to make better decisions which connects to the place of behavior, performance, and consequences. Allow me, if you will, to put it like this. We all make our choices and live with the results. And for decisions, she turned away from the glamour of Hollywood, reminding herself that she had made a decision to leave. How about this? He or she chose to stay in a blended family relationship. He or she made a decision to stay in the dysfunctional blended family. They ended the relationship in less than two years. Although my focus is on the blended family relationship, these very same situations are also a harsh reality in the biological family relationships as well. Now let me say this. All relationships, whether biological or blended, do not necessarily end up in the discarded pile. But before I go deeper, we must define family and dysfunctional. Family is a group of two or more persons related by birth, marriage, or adoption who may or may not live together. All such related persons are considered as members of one family. Take this one for free. A functional family simply put affirms one another. They refuse to abuse each other, anyone in the family. They provide quality time all the way around. Necessities are provided. Health needs are met. Problems are looked at as opportunities instead of blocks or hurdles or things that they have to jump over and cause problems within the family. It's okay to make mistakes. We take for granted sometimes that when we make mistakes, they are also building blocks we talk to each other after we make mistakes and see what we can do to rectify the situation it's not all the time that mistakes should drive a person into dissolving a relationship no one is out to get you you know it's easy it's smooth sailing sometimes just because you make a mistake or you do something wrong or things don't go the right way It's not that people are setting you up Or looking for you to fail Or trying to make you fail Okay, let's look at dysfunctional Dysfunctional is deviating From the norm of social behavior In a way regarded as bad Dysfunctional means it's not working like it should work It's not doing the things that it should do It's kind of off On the other hand, a dysfunctional family, a family in which conflict, misbehavior, sometimes even child neglect or abuse on the part of the individual parents occur continuously and regularly, leading other members of the family to accommodate such actions. The worst part of this is this, this behavior is sometimes that as as the children grow up, they look at this as something that is almost uh, normal. They look at this like this is what's supposed to go on in a family. Oh, that's far from wrong. Here are some of the characteristics of a dysfunctional family. They're poor or ineffective communication. You know, sometimes you you don't talk to people, you talk at people. And then you, you, you try to big boy them, you know, or... or or overstep or even sometimes using uh, vocabulary that isn't always conducive to harmony. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you curse out your children, or, or, or say things, or even get, uh, what is it, you, you can get to the point to where you just, you know, you just going off for no reason at all. Or you, you laugh at them, you know. And sometimes you don't say anything at all, you just look at them crazy. All communication isn't verbal. Sometimes it's altogether different, and people can think some crazy things. Family member comparisons. You compare one child to another child, or even compare, you know, anybody to somebody else in the family. You know, family comparisons really get you in trouble. You're not as good as as your brother in this. I wish you would be more like such and such. Those kind of things make the child seem... Or another, even maybe another, even another adult, seem like there's something wrong with them, or you're nitpicking them. You know, uh, the power struggles within the family. Sometimes the children get into a thing where where there's a power struggle going on. You know, one wants to have more power over the other, or more power over mom or dad, or mom or dad is showing favoritism towards one and not showing it towards the other. You know, uh, there's excessive criticism oh my god sometimes i think about it and you know i was blessed you know i never dealt with that situation in my family before but but i know of families that have you know you you're not going to be much you know sometimes even in single families the the one parent will say something about the mother or say something about the father that's negative to the child you know and, and that's not good either i mean it creates a problem Excessive criticism, just overly doing it, talking about them, just saying things that's not even right. That's 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 a negative thing, you know. Uh, then there's the little to no intimacy, and believe me, brothers, I'm not talking about sex. You know, intimacy some it, it's not sexual. Intimacy is intimacy is communication in a way. It's talking to a person. It's, it's calling somebody on the job or or talking to the children and, you know, just just kicking it. You know, you just sometimes just chill out with the kids. It's, it's, it's what you all have together. It's a relationship thing. Just like your relationship should be with your Heavenly Father, your relationship with Jesus. If you chose to go that way again, I'm saying you don't have to think or believe like me. I'm just using an example. Sometimes the relationship that you have with a person, when you can communicate with them and you all are talking together, it creates a, an intimate kind of feeling like, you know this person, you know, you, you got something that you can talk to them about, you, it's a relatable situation, and that's a good thing. There's also the thing about drug or alcohol abuse, oh, in today's day and age with marijuana becoming legal and... And things like that. You have parents now that sit up there and allow their kids to, to smoke in the house. You know what? They might even allow them to, to, to get high with the kids or they drink in front of the kids or they let the kids drink in the house. That's, that's, that's not cool. That's not the best way to do things. I mean, you start being the, 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 the friend of a child instead of the parent of a child. And then if they see you carrying on these type of behaviors, they duplicate it. You know, they say if it's all right for them, I mean all right for you, then it's alright for them too. Then there's the lack of empathy. You know. Refusing to note how other people feel. And the Bible sometimes it, 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 it tickles me and it forgive me. And now don't forgive me, I mean to say it. You know, it says you too were once of this conversation. Sometimes we forget where we came from. Sometimes we have think that or, or seem to carry on the thought that when we came out of our mother's womb we was hollering thank you jesus and holy this and holy that and we were just also speaking in tongue and doing everything else but we were once children ourselves we did things that were that, that we weren't too proud of we made mistakes we made some bad decisions even bad choices you know i remember my father telling me that's everybody that you sit up with and be around they're not your friends I had to find it out the hard way. You know, some things we just have to learn through experience. And how do you expect the children to get experience if you don't let them do some things on their own? True enough, I do understand that nowadays it's not like it used to be. And there's a lot of things going on now that didn't go on when we were children. So I understand it. Then there's uh, an excessive thing about expectations. You expect more out of them. You expect too much sometimes out You set the goal so high, you can't even make it. You know, everybody's not gonna be a rogue scholar. Every child's not gonna be a rogue scholar. Every man, every woman is not gonna be exactly what you want them to be. You looking for a knight in shining armor or a Cinderella, you forget it. You know, we all have our sets of issues. We have things that we still have to be delivered from. Here's some of the causes of 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 these uh dysfunctional families this is some of the causes in the individuals there there's abuse we mentioned alcoholism there are behavior issues chronic illnesses can cause people to to look at a person differently you know financial problems everybody wants to be rich but don't nobody hardly want to go to work you know that there's there's a problem you know applying yourself to certain things is, is a benefit There's a benefit to applying yourself. If you don't ever apply yourself, you won't get anything. You know, true enough, sometimes God does open doors for us. But you never know if the door is really open unless you go and turn the knob. Go turn the knob. There's a part we have to play in the things that happen uh, to us sometimes. We have to think about that. Individual, internal struggles. Sometimes we have some issues in our own self. We have things that are bothering us or or things that we don't want to share with other people. You have to share. You have to talk. Vent. Have somebody you can talk to. Go get professional help. Get counseling. Find out what it is that you can honestly do to help your situation. We have unhealthy attachment situations. You know, uh, (laughs) one of the things that I've happened to notice about it, and I'm not picking on women. I'm just saying the truth. You know, we we have that empty nest syndrome. And men have it too. You know, when, when the kids leave the house, you don't know what you're going to do. And you haven't had a, a real talking or had any real time with the, the, the male or the female in the family, you know, your spouse, that you don't even know how to communicate with them anymore. So you have grown to attach yourself to your children. Sometimes that attachment is not necessarily to uh, a living thing. It could be an attachment to... These devices we have. We have so many people nowadays looking at the, the, the podcast, not just podcast, but listening to everything and looking at everything on television, and their iPhone is their best friend sometimes. You know, sometimes it, you just, it becomes a part of your hand. Sometimes I think that people's telephones is, is really just a part of their hands. But I guess that's not true. I can't say that. But you don't have to believe me or think like I think. Here are... Then you have the untreated mental health issues. My brothers and sisters, today, in today's society, we have a lot of issues dealing with mental health. Mental health is just, I mean, it's deteriorating. I know people who uh, have schizophrenia and have other illnesses, you know, uh, and, and sometimes this, this drives another person away. But if you don't ever tell anybody, what you're dealing with then uh they look at you crazy you know they look at you like you know you don't care you're not you don't you're not attentive enough you don't care about me but these are things that you should look at in the beginning anyway these are things you need to check into before you even get involved in some families everybody's not meant to be a caregiver not in the way that they take care of these type of problems some people don't know how to deal with it i'm one of those that don't know how to deal with it but You know, I don't turn around and just vamp because of things that I can't deal with either. You know, but it doesn't make sense to stay in a situation or to be in a situation. And really, you can't handle it. Seek professional help. The first thing that everyone in these type of situations should understand is that boundaries must be set. Boundaries are a good thing. They set up perimeters. They define the scope of a particular process or activity for all parties to work in. It establishes a a cycle of of respect. I'm telling you, without respect, there's nothing that's gonna really come to a relationship. You have to respect one another. Without respect, communication is, is just shot by understanding ahead of time that these boundaries sometimes will be challenged and the need to meet these challenges is crucial. Everybody is not going to agree with the boundaries that you set. You have to set boundaries for yourself, boundaries for your spouses. I'm not saying that you become a dictator over your children or, or or a tyrant over your spouse. I'm I'm not saying anything like that. But I'm saying that there are things and times that people need to communicate before you get ready to make a move. Let's talk about it. And then if, when it comes to the children, let's let's parent together. You know, not just separately. And when it comes to the step-parent thing, oh, my God, that's a whole nother ball of wax. You know, sometimes we have to leave the, the, the parenting, and the step-parent sometimes has to bow out of it. Unless they're children, children, real small children, and the father and the, or the mother is, is, is not in the picture or something like that, then possibly you should learn how to co-parent together. You know, because if you're in my house, one thing about my father I truly did like you know, there was no such thing as a step-parent, a step-son, a step-brother, a step... Uh-uh. If you were in his roof, under his, under his roof, and he was feeding you and taking care of you, it was a brother or sister. I'm in a relationship right now. And it's not a, 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 a romantic relationship. It's a relationship where I've been adopted as a, as a brother and as a son in another family, and they treat me as such. I'm not treated as a, as a, as a friend. I'm treated as a family member. And that's a beautiful thing to me. But there's also parts of that, you know, we talked about losses in the family and grief and loss. Well, right now, my sister is going through uh, stage four cancer, brain cancer. And she's handling it like a soldier. You know, they stick together. They come together. There's no strife, no fuss, no arguing, no nothing like that. Everybody comes together and helps in this situation and I like that. You know, it's also important to have a compatible definition of family. People need to understand because everybody don't think of family in the same way that we think of it. You know, take note, some of us have a different model of what family is or even how to operate, how it functions in a manner that produces harmony in a family arena. The need to discuss goals and expectations. That's essential as well. Children want to know, and even spouses, they want to know that you care enough about them to ask them about what it is that they want to do. What is it they enjoy in life? Before you cash in your chips on their relationship or marriage, seek wise counsel. Remember, all blended families don't have to end up in the discarded pile. Are you doing too much, too little, or nothing at all I ask you to remember that you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast tone in or turn in, tone in let somebody else know share this with somebody else the players in the game of life the podcast again, we're not trying to get you to think like us all I want you to think you know somebody that's going through this very situation please please tell a friend think about it seek God first seek your higher power I call mine Jesus and he helps me he can help you because he's not a respecter of person the things that you've been through in your life and the things you've already gone through you've made it because not because you were so smart or because you had it all together it was because you had somebody on your side. Remember the song, the thing that went to, I had a praying grandmother? Oh, Lord, I know I had a praying grandmother. cause She kept me out of a whole lot of stuff. It was truly by the grace of God that I'm where I am right now. And I will ask each and every one of you, just think about it. What if I'm right? Talk to you next week. God bless.